It's your cup of tea. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, this is your cup of tea, where we talk about your cup of tea over a cup of tea. Today, we have none other than the up-and-coming superstar, <laughs> Sarah Spiegel. <sighs> That's the cheers and everything. <laughs> um, Sarah, uh, for those who, for whatever reason, didn't look at the Instagrams, um, tell us a little about yourself and what do you do? Yeah, so I have been working in human resource management for the last decade. Okay. And uh, recently went out on my own and started my own <laughs> HR consulting and uh, career development mm-hmm. um, business. Okay. And so there's a couple things involved with that. I work with some corporate clients mm-hmm. um, doing some HR consulting. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of times that's smaller businesses that maybe don't have in-house HR. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, gotcha. But are able to then kind of consult me on a retainer basis mm-hmm. to yeah. get that expertise. That's um, cool. And then... Really, probably my my maybe most favorite service offering is some career coaching that I offer. Gotcha. So with I thought you were going to say like firing people. I was like, uh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. No. Um, so one of the things I do is actually um, teach uh, interview skills workshops to okay. university students. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do some of that over at temple university right now oh, um yeah yeah and um uh, and then work one-on-one with clients mm-hmm. to review their resumes to prepare for interviews gotcha. to help navigate promotions and salary increases and wow. that kind of thing just career coaching helping huh. them navigate some of those spaces that's, that's a lot extremely rewarding work yeah so. um so how recently did you did you embark on this journey? <laughs> yes. Uh, as I think I mentioned to you before, I've been at this for like four minutes. <laughs> <laughs> she actually just started before we, uh, before we started recording. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, it's been a bit of a journey. So mm-hmm. I, I, I've been, like I said, in human resources for the better half of the last decade. Mm-hmm. And had been through the course of time then recognized by friends and family Mm -hmm. and clients as someone who's becoming an expert in that space. Right. And people really started to reach out to me over the last kind of two or three years. Oh, okay. And and just say like, hey, you're in human resources. Would you review my resume? (laughs) You got those questions. Gotcha. Hey, I'm trying to get this promotion at work. Mm -hmm. Like what's the best way to approach that? Right. Mm -hmm. And so I I was doing this uh, advising mm-hmm. pro bono pro bono mm-hmm. for a long time and I, I had you're not a, bitter though it's cool <laughs> no, no I'm not a friend of mine um, sort of turned to me one day and was like when are you going to start monetizing all this free advice you're giving mm-hmm. away right um, and it wasn't just to private clients yeah. in career coaching it was also to corporations like at companies oh. calling me saying hey we know that you set up this epic hiring system for your organization can wow. you tell us a little bit more about how you did that and i was just calling them up and giving them for free yeah. they were like you were probably your name was probably running in so many circles like just call her hit her up she's really nice Sarah like, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah so all that to say right was never really intending to become an entrepreneur uh-huh. in this space. Yeah. I didn't start out to set a business mm-hmm. and like do a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the last six months or so, maybe even a bit before that, 
just realized I'd been with my company for nine years. Okay. And I kind of hit a point where I was at the ceiling there. I, really? I couldn't really grow anymore. What um, is, what was that? Was that yeah, like was, director of HR? Yeah, I was a human resource director. Gotcha. And I okay. had been in that position for a while mm-hmm. uh, at a smaller company. Mm-hmm. And so I just hit a point where, honestly, I was getting a little bored. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. I've kind of learned all I can learn here. I've mm-hmm. given them all that I can give. Right. There's not much more growth that I can do here. Right. I was like itching to do something new. Mm-hmm. Um, why was it to start? Why was the new thing to start your own business as opposed to go to a bigger company? Sure. Yeah, I considered that. Okay. I think one thing for me uh, was stepping back to look at my values and mm. where do I want to be in the next decade of my life? And what do right. I want my life to look like at mm-hmm. large? Mm-hmm. And a huge part of that for me is the flexibility. Mm-hmm. Um, family is really important to me. Mine happens to live a thousand miles away. <laughs> <laughs> and so... That actually might be literal because... Yeah, know, literally a thousand miles yeah. away. <laughs> um, and so owning my own business allows me the freedom mm-hmm. to work when I want to work and mm-hmm. to be able to take time off and mm-hmm. go and spend time with my family and be there for important events. Right. And so that was huge for me. Uh, another piece I think that maybe I didn't realize about myself mm-hmm. is I, I'm a fiercely independent person mm. and I like managing my own time. Right. And deciding what I'm going to do and how I'm going to do it and when I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. And I I wanted that control. Mm-hmm. I wanted that control, which I have in my own business. I can choose the projects I want to work on mm-hmm. versus being assigned to them by some uh, C-suite executive. Right. And sort of executing. Mm-hmm. So I think there's... It's a creative aspect. Mm-hmm. I'm a problem solver. I'm a creative person. I like generating solutions to problems. Because I was going to say, were you worried also that um, with going to a bigger company... Even at coming from like you're the director of HR, yeah, would there be a thing? I guess you would look for other options of like directors of HR, but like there might be politics involved with this new place. There might be, I don't know, you might get knocked down a peg or two because like, yeah, you've been doing it for a while, but you're new here. You got to learn our system, like that kind of a thing. Yeah, and I think speaking from an HR background, <laughs> a big part for me would be asking the right questions in an interview setting to mm. make sure that I was going to vibe with that culture right. and that it was going to be a place where I could have some autonomy mm-hmm. and that they would trust me to generate creative solutions or to propose those at least. Mm-hmm. I think one thing I'm growing in is the art of negotiation. That okay. isn't something that maybe <laughs> comes as easily to me. Mm-hmm. So convincing, convincing an executive Mm-hmm. That a course of action is the best course for the business gotcha. from a human resource perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's been a challenge for me in the past, and so that mm-hmm. you know that would be something I would need to kind of further hone if I was going to step back into that nine to five. Gotcha. Thing, but. but also, wouldn't you? Um, I feel like you would still have those conversations even now. Like as your consulting thing, but I guess they already paid you, right? So it's like <laughs> you're already paying for my time. This is what I think, and then do with it what you will or what? yeah yeah you're right there's a bit of that dynamic yeah I think owning my own business and a lot of the work that I'm getting now at least is through referrals and word of mouth gotcha and so people are coming to me with the understanding that I'm an expert okay and so there's maybe this 
So there's less of a, a space that you have to Yeah, they're, build, they're, right? they're coming to me because they trust my expertise. Right, right. Whereas when you're in-house at a company and you're an employee and somebody's above you, yeah. hopefully they believe that you have the expertise. It's like that's you hired me like, for a hopefully reason. Hopefully that's why they hired you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I found myself in the past in situations where that wasn't mm-hmm. necessarily the case. It's right. Hired me to fill a seat mm-hmm. and they still wanted to be the driver, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So... Okay, that's cool. Um, in your recent... Oh, first, let's pick our cups of tea. Yes, um, I would love a cup of tea. We were about to like deep dive into some stuff, but uh, what are you going to go with? Oh, I am an Earl Grey tea gal all wow. the way. Woman after my own yes, heart. thank you. Um, I would choose the Earl Grey, but I've actually been doing like Earl Grey in English for like the past couple of podcasts, uh, I feel so like. So you're going to switch it up. I do have to switch it up. Um... I've actually heard good things about the blueberry fruit tea, and mm. I think I'm going to take that gamble and that leap of faith. Sounds like a wise choice to me. All right, we'll see what happens. Um, that's cool. Oh, it smells great. I say that much. Hmm. Um, as we get our teas together, uh, what have been some of the things that you've been learning uh, throughout your your transition and and this first these first what weeks to a month <laughs> yeah <laughs> in your first three weeks what have you learned right uh or even i'll say because there has to be like a transitional period right between you know doing the nine to five and then like setting up your own stuff like so from that point to now what have you been learning yeah i think if there's been some interesting self-reflection mm. on what types of projects do I want to do mm-hmm. and how willing am I to take on projects that I don't really want to do for mm-hmm. the sake of making money because mm-hmm. I'm at this point where I am still building up my business mm-hmm. and that income stream is lower than ideally it would be in the long run. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've had to spend some time really clarifying what are the services that I'm going to offer and am I willing to deviate from those for a time? Gotcha. And for me, I've just decided, no, I, (laughs) (laughs) I I know what my wheelhouse is. Mm -hmm. I know who I am and what I want to do and what I'm good at and what I want to be. And I'm going to stick to that Mm -hmm. and stick to marketing those things and doing those things that make me really happy. I'm at this stage in life where I don't want to sell my soul for a paycheck. And so, you know, somebody contacted me the other day and said like, Hey, will you write our employee handbook? Right. Um, Sounds extensive. Yeah, it's a lot of policy and procedure. I've done that in the past. It's mm-hmm. not something I, I'm like I'm qualified to do that. Right. But I don't want to do that. So I said <laughs> no. I just said no. That's not something mm-hmm. that I'm doing anymore. Um, but if you hmm. need any of this type of consulting, I'm your gal. Gotcha. Right. So that's been interesting. I think learning for me where the boundaries of my business are, mm-hmm. and uh, then I think the other piece that's just like logistically challenging is I kind of had a client base coming into this, stepping into this. Right. Um, so I didn't, 
which is very unlike me. I didn't do all the prep and work and logistics up front. Like normally mm -hmm. I'd be the person to write the business plan mm -hmm. and like come up with the company name and have the website ready <laughs> and have a strategic launch. Uh -huh. And then like September one, my new business launches and then I'm going to try to get these clients. But this is, this is so different from any way I've ever lived my life in the past. It's okay. the most fluid I've ever been. Uh -huh. um, and I didn't have that business plan. Right. It was like, nope, this is the right time to make this move mm -hmm. and we're going to figure it out. And I have some clients who are paying me money, and even though my LLC is not created yet right. and my website isn't launched. And <laughs> <laughs> so that for me has been a, a challenge. It's right. just like, okay, yeah, I got to get that stuff together quick. Gotcha. <laughs> That's real. Um, um, have you, I mean... Okay, I just ask, have you been proactive with it? Do you feel like you've been proactive with it? With my business? Well, yeah, with like getting all of that, all of the paperwork and all that stuff in order. Yes and no. Mm -hmm. So I've made some plans. I think for me, with this being so new, mm -hmm. I did take eight weeks mm -hmm. and like take a Sabbath and just take a break. <laughs> yeah. I went to spend a bunch of time with my family. Mm -hmm. I jetted off to Utah and did some hiking in the mountains. Mm -hmm. I helped one of my friends renovate their house. So gotcha. I took... It was self-care. Yeah, some time before jumping into this right. new venture yeah. to take a break. And so in that, I was very strategic and said like, nope, I'm really going to disconnect from work in any capacity mm. um, and so, rest up so that I'm ready for this new thing that's going to require a lot of energy, right? right? So because you, entrepreneurship isn't easy. Yeah. <laughs> and I knew that this was going to be a thing that was going to require mm -hmm. a lot. And so I, I was privileged to be able to take some time to mm -hmm. really... How huge was that decision? Because I feel like... A lot of people, they they want to do the stuff and then they just get, you know, bogged down with guilt or like, oh, I haven't done this. I, I haven't done the paperwork. I haven't made the business plan. But the fact that you said, you know what, I'm going to do it this way and I'm going to be happy with it. You know, but did that even in and of itself take some time to get to or was it kind of just like, I know what my body, I know what my brain needs? No, for sure there was some time for me to get there. Uh -huh. I was still <laughs> working at my last company for two years thinking like, when am I going to make this leap? Right. <laughs> uh, so it took me two years to mentally get to gotcha. that point where mm -hmm. I had made up my mind. This is the direction I'm going to okay. take. And oh. I was able to take some proactive moves so yeah. that I could make this shift. Mm -hmm. um, so I it was, am blessed it was to planned. have some other income streams yeah. as well, which gives me the flexibility. To yeah. So it was planned, even like that, that's that break between yeah. work and now. Totally. It was, it was, planned. was planned. Okay. Yeah. All right. That makes more sense. I thought you were just like, no, nah, I'm going to just do me and be <laughs> fine with it. No, it was strategically planned. <laughs> um, let's see here. Uh, we already talked about how you actually came up with it. You came up with the idea. People came to you. And then your friends were like, hey. Do something with Yeah, that. multiple friends. <laughs> Thank God for my friends. They're like, but when are you going to stop giving away your expertise for free? <laughs> mm -hmm. Do you have any doubt? And if so, how do you handle it? Yeah. Let me think about that. My blueberry is 
doing it's wow okay all right it changed colors in my in my tea sorry it's a Go lovely ahead. blue shade yeah. kind of blue yeah, yeah lovely yeah doubt uh so firstly i'll say i feel like i'm still in kind of the honeymoon phase okay. of launching a new business mm-hmm. it's very exciting um, it's very new, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so I don't know that the realities and the doubts have quite <laughs> creeped in yet. Um, that said, I mean, I had thought about it for for two years and right. had, like made up my mind. Yeah. But I think a lot of those doubts happened in that time period, gotcha. right? Am I making the this massive mistake mm-hmm. in leaving this job that pays me extremely well mm-hmm. and I have all these beautiful benefits and I've accrued five weeks of paid time off a year mm. and they pay all my health insurance and I like my coworkers. Like, mm-hmm. am I insane to be making this choice? Golden handcuffs, I think you're called. Yeah, that. <laughs> and so I definitely went through that process. Mm-hmm. Um, but by the time that I, I quit my job, I had process through those doubts and said like nope this is the right choice for me mm-hmm. at this stage in my life mm-hmm. i know this is the direction i want to go in and there hasn't been any like mm-hmm. turning back or regrets since making that choice that's awesome yeah um that's actually really cool uh paint the picture or sell me and the listeners on why it's awesome being an entrepreneur especially a fresh new entrepreneur just like yourself still in the honeymoon phase <laughs> as she sips tea <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I really just comes back to the fact that this is aligned with my values and who I want to be mm-hmm. in life and where I want to be. And so, again, for me, the the big pieces are that I can achieve that work life balance that I want. Mm-hmm. Um, I can take on the projects that I want to do. I have a lot of control over that. Um, I can be creative, and uh, I feel really alive. Wow. So I think. Yeah, work-life balance and, and really doing the work I want to be doing. Mm-hmm. Mm. You're, feeling, you're feeling alive. You did say at your previous job you were bored. And it's like, I wonder how... <laughs> this isn't like the podcast on directors, but it's interesting that you were bored as a director mm-hmm. of like HR because I feel like you have to... All the big answers come to you, right? Yeah. Or all the big questions come to you where you have to make those judgment calls? Or is that just different? Yeah, there was a very large transition that happened in that company. Gotcha. Some new executive leadership yep. that came in. Uh-huh. Yep. And <laughs> so I wasn't able to be as creative and mm-hmm. problem solving in that role as I once had, as strategic as I would have liked to be. Gotcha. And it sort of became yeah it became a position where i was maintaining systems instead Mm -hmm. of creating them okay where i was like maintaining the status quo a a status quo as opposed to helping the company with growth and Mm -hmm. initiatives and so there were aspects of that job were really rewarding to me Mm -hmm. um you know any kind of human interaction (laughs) helping people navigate even difficult things Mm -hmm. right like okay this person needs to go out on disability right that I know how to help them navigate that space so that they mm-hmm. don't feel stressed out or so that they're not, you know, overwhelmed by the logistics in the midst of what's a really tough time for them, maybe physically. Right. Um, and so those types of interactions were really rewarding and, mm-hmm. and I really enjoyed that. But I just sort of lost that 
creative piece mm-hmm. where I could be a proactive problem solver. Gotcha. And that for me, I need that yeah. to feel alive. Gotcha. That and so I was sense. finding that in my own business <laughs> where I had maybe lost that in my corporate setting. Yeah. Um, now, caution me and other people who may be thinking about becoming entrepreneurs on some of the... Maybe why it's not for everyone. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have a list? Do you have a book left? Yeah. I mean, I mean, like, if you love stability uh-huh. and a regular schedule <laughs> and you thrive in routine, perhaps entrepreneurship mm-hmm. isn't for you. Uh-huh. Right? I have a variable income. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I work Saturdays. Sometimes I work at 9 p.m. on Fridays. Mm. Sometimes I work at 8 a.m. on Tuesdays. Uh, so that lack of consistency mm-hmm. and stability. Um, I'm paying my own health insurance premiums mm. now. And I have to figure out those types of logistic pieces. Like, yeah. um, but I think really... The stability and consistency piece. Like, if that's something that's important to you mm-hmm. and you like knowing exactly how much <laughs> money is going to be in your direct deposit every two weeks, right. and that's not something you want to give up, then entrepreneurship <laughs> is not, it's not for it. you. It's not the move. It's not the move you want to make. Um, was, like, let's say the working late on, working late nights on like Friday and working on Saturdays, was that something that either was a shock or it's kind of like oh the water's cold but you don't know how cold it is until you actually like jump in like was that like a were you shocked by it I wasn't and I think it's less of a shock for me because I'm not married I have no kids I have no dependents there's nobody who's depending on me in a capacity Mm -hmm. at this stage in my life where that would be a complicating factor Mm-hmm. And so if I know I have to work at 9 p.m. on Friday, mm-hmm. well, then I will get my stuff done <laughs> at 9 a.m. on Friday, right? right? Like gotcha. I am able to manage my time in a way that that's not a hindrance for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I could definitely see how that could be a challenge for other entrepreneurs right. who are maybe trying to balance other priorities. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. That's funny. Um, so no parties for you. That's good. <laughs> no parties. No parties. Um, We're having a brunch party. Everybody's coming over for brunch. That's those when are we're the gonna have best a party. Parties. Legit. We'll have mimosas. It'll the... be great because I'm going to work later. <laughs> <laughs> Happy as a clam. <laughs> Seriously, the the last I want to say mm, two to three years, mm-hmm. I my birthday party. It's been like brunch party, and then we go out for like go karts and like axe throwing. Awesome. Afterwards. Yes. And it's it's just so much fun. Yes. And simple. Um, I'm an old lady on the inside anyway. Yeah. So yeah. I want to be home by 10 p.m. <laughs> Regardless. Uh, <laughs> so, so brunch parties are my cup of tea. Right. Anyway. <laughs> oh, man. Um, what makes you so passionate about HR? Like, what was it? How did, how did you land on HR and why are you so passionate about it? Mm-mm. I fell into HR. Okay. Um, and I'm so happy I did. I'm mm-hmm. so glad I tripped into that hole. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, what am I doing here? Oh, it's actually pretty comfortable. I, I like it. Set up shop. Yeah, I had been 
working for a company that did not have a human resource department. And that's pretty common if you're working for a sm smaller organization. Okay. Most companies don't have a dedicated HR rep or HR person in-house until they after they have 200 employees. Wow. Yeah, because that's, that's still dangerous. considered a small business. I guess. So they might employ um, or contract out okay. an HR consultant. They might have a, a lawyer on staff who can speak to some of those things. Okay. Um, but those aren't like full-time in-house people. Mm -hmm. And so I had been working for a small company uh, like that that mm -hmm. didn't have HR. I was working in a business capacity, office management, and started to recognize there's a need for this and no one's <laughs> meeting it. And so at the same time, I was trying to aggressively pay off my student debt and mm -hmm. I saw this opportunity where I could <laughs> propose to meet a need that the company had right. and also at the same time propose that they give me a different title and more money. Right. And so I... That's, that's kind of entrepreneurial in and of itself. Yeah, right? so. I guess it is. And so that's what I did. I, I became a member of the Society for Human Resource Management. Mm -hmm. I took some uh, classes at Villanova, mm -hmm. human resource management courses there. Okay. Um, not enough to get a degree, but enough to be able to authoritatively speak to <laughs> the subject matter. Speak with some conviction. <laughs> yeah. And then I went to work solving problems at uh -huh. that company and found it exceedingly rewarding. Wow. And so that's how I tripped mm -hmm. and fell into the hole. Maybe well, I jumped in, it sounds yeah, like. Kind of. uh, but yeah, found a love for it. Do you watch um, or have you watched The Office? Oh, I've watched the first season like three times and I can't just can't get can't. past it. But then I've, I've seen, <clears throat> excuse me, sporadic episodes. Gotcha. Past that and... Um, All right. Well, there's a uh, character, Pam, who yeah, pretty much... Yeah, she sits at the reception yeah, desk. Yeah. She pretty much made her own job and like got the company to like pay her more and all that stuff so it's like you had a Pam moment yeah so I had a Pam moment <laughs> and then it turns out liked that job yeah that's really cool and continued to pursue that space so what what's so rewarding with helping people with like HR issues or problems yeah I I don't know if you've ever worked in a corporate setting where you've maybe <laughs> been called into an HR office no I try to avoid or, those yeah <laughs> Everyone does, right. okay? <laughs> Everyone sort of assumes that HR means something bad. I mean, right? eight like, times out of ten, you right? You never <laughs> feel really good about stepping into that space. Like, yeah. I think I just feel really passionately about changing that tune mm, mm -hmm. and that story. Okay. Human resources is supposed to be a mediator, a mediator between the employees who work there and like the executive team that maybe those employees don't have access to. Mm -hmm. And it's supposed to be about a balancing act, mm -hmm. helping the employees to feel empowered, safe in their workplace, happy, fairly paid, mm -hmm. equitable, while also balancing the needs of the business. Right. And... I really like playing that mediator, okay. and I've since had staff at companies where I've worked come to me and say, like, you're the best HR person I've ever had. Um, I told my friend that, like, HR can be great. You should go talk to them. And so I think changing that narrative has mm -hmm. been really 
cool. rewarding and powerful for me. I I want people to know that human resources isn't just the entity that fires you mm-hmm. or deals with your performance issues. Right. They're there to help mm-hmm. and they have a lot of power to be able to do so. Gotcha. And they have resources for you, the human that is working there. <laughs> right? It's funny how that works yeah. out. Like, <laughs> oh, that's really cool. Um, how did you, or let's see, what made you think, or was it just your friends that made you think like, oh, I should definitely, like, there's definitely a need for this um, because I think there is a, a definitive line of, okay, companies and other people are asking me why I'm still at my corporate job and like, that's cool and I'm fine with that to like, okay, now this is like an actual business that I'm running. So what was perceived by you that you were like, oh, okay, I can like, like hit on this. Yeah, there was, it, definitely my friends were super influential mm-hmm. and even some of my clients. Okay. Um, <laughs> who just sort of start, some of them started assuming I had my own business. <laughs> they were like, how's that business going? How's that right. consulting business going? I was like, all right, yeah, it's great. Um, <laughs> no, like really, just like people were assuming I was running my own business already. Gotcha. Uh, and I was like, sure, I guess I could put a name on that and make it a thing. Um, <laughs> and um, there was a period of time where I was doing both, mm-hmm. right? There was this crossover where I was working, like, felt like three jobs, mm. right? I was like professionally networking to try to build my client base. Mm. I was working my nine to five, and then I was doing the consulting work. Right. And... So there came a point where I was like, I just don't need to do all of these things anymore. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I don't need to be doing three careers at once. I can cut this nine to five and yeah. I had cool. built enough that mm-hmm. it was, I could make that transition. That's really cool. Um, how, so now do you just do like, do you still do the networking events? Like oh, that? certainly. Yeah. yeah. I'm always up to meet a new person, <laughs> a new human. That's cool. Um, how do you see the potential in your business or like what, what potential do you see in your business? Where do you see it going? Yeah, I'd love to lean more into the career coaching space just because it's so fun for me Mm -hmm. Uh, and incredibly rewarding. I'm one of these people who... I'm, I'm happiest when I'm watching other people succeed, okay. right? Like, one of my favorite things to do is to watch the Olympics, mm. right, coming up. Mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. We got the Summer Olympics. 2020. 2020. Very Japan. excited. Mm-hmm. When the Olympics are on, I literally do nothing else. Like, I just <laughs> sit there. There's another hiatus with, coming up. Yeah, <laughs> sit there with my box of tissues uh-huh. because I know that it doesn't even matter who wins. I'm just going to be sobbing like, You're, you did it. You worked hard. <laughs> So you're and the best cheerleader ever. I guess. Because yeah. you're like for everybody. You're a freelance cheerleader. I guess. <laughs> yeah. And so when I can help make those moments possible for my clients. Gotcha. And I'm like, you did it. You got that promotion. <laughs> you got that job. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, you hit that next point for you of success. That's just, it's so rewarding for me. Mm-hmm. And um, so I think I'd love to lean 
into that space. The corporate work is fun for me as well. Right. Um, it's helping someone achieve a different goal, but it's not quite as personal. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I like that work too. Uh, but those personal interactions where a human's name and face are attached to them mm-hmm. are just so fun. Gotcha. And so with being an HR consultant, um, is that what you were? Yep. Okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> it's like, that's not my thing you at all. It. <laughs> um, I guess people are important to you. Mm-hmm. Where does that come from? Where people, <laughs> were you always liking people? I used or, to hate people. Yeah. <laughs> And then it's like, wait a minute, I can make some money. <laughs> no, I, I mean, it's definitely my personality. Mm-hmm. Um, if you ever have done these personality tests, mm-hmm. Myers-Briggs or anything like that, I'm gotcha. an ESFJ. Like, I've always been the you, like, people memorize person. That? I, it took me a long time. <laughs> I had, uh, yeah, I, yeah, yes, I know it now. Yes. ESFJ. <laughs> extroverted okay so I've always been a people person Uh and I think this career fits really naturally and organically with my personality um what were you on in line to do before like were you like an accountant because you said you kind of stumbled into HR yes I have a very circuitous journey Uh, in college, I originally studied Bible and theology, wow. and I became a credentialed minister. Hey. So I was actually licensed to like marry, bury, and baptize people for a time. Is that the yes. is that the tagline? <laughs> <laughs> marry, bury, and baptize. Ah, pow. <laughs> Coming back to my love guns. people, right? The common denominator here again is people, right? right? And like wanting to be there to help them achieve growth and success and happiness mm-hmm. be that in a career space or in that capacity in a, in a spiritual gotcha. a spiritual space and so in addition to bible and theology i also studied business administration finance and so wow yeah okay yeah um and so i sort of had these two passions mm-hmm. uh, at the same time and so hr was there it just really wasn't unveiled or it was yeah it was there in the fact that it's a part of business yeah um but it wasn't anything that i had focused on studying in college or Mm -hmm. had sort of thought about prior to getting into that small company where there's a need yeah Hmm. okay um what are you persistently learning why what are you always learning I mean, besides your business, right? <laughs> besides new labor law. Right. <laughs> um, Do you, is there like, I don't know, because we see certain people, um, let's say Gary Vaynerchuk, for uh, example, he's like very big into entrepreneurship and marketing. Yeah. Um, or either Tony Robbins, who's like really big into yeah. like uh, like self-help, for lack of better words. Um, are there any like HR like rock stars and celebrities that like we don't know about mm. that you like learn from there's a yeah so i'm a member of the society for human resource management okay. there's also a big event uh, that takes place in different locations nationwide called disrupt hr which is really hmm. cool they do these sort of tedx very... style okay. talks these like three to five minute mm-hmm. has to be on innovative hr topics oh. and so i recently attended that here in philly okay and it's not like there's like this 
big name that you're going to see. Yeah. <laughs> These are local HR professionals who are passionate about their field mm-hmm. and are doing something innovative. Okay. And so that's really cool to be learning from people who mm-hmm. are nearby. And I am constantly learning. I think you have to be no matter what industry right. you are in. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me, s- selling, like sales mm-hmm. and negotiations, are n- they don't come as easily to me as the people portion of the job. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that for me is a piece where I'm always trying to learn a little bit more and mm-hmm. grow is that like marketing, sales, negotiation space. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, Proposal really cool. writing and making sure that I'm charging a fair amount of money for my services right. and that type of that type of thing. Yeah. Um, is there a certain HR system that's like big in the HR world now? Like a few years ago we knew we all knew about um what is it called? The food pyramid. But then the food pyramid went away because that's not really a thing anymore. Now yeah, it's the oh, food Plate or something like that? Docu- documentary uh-huh. about that. Yeah. Because we, we were like children when the food pyramid became a thing. Right. And now it's toppled. It's, it's toppled. Terrible. They tore yeah. it down. So- 12. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Please get your 12 <laughs> servings of grain a day. Right. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> um, or even, uh, even the fact that Pluto isn't even a planet anymore. Oh, I know. Right? Well, so there's a trend in human resources, even in larger corporations mm-hmm. now, where human resources. Like they don't just serve that administrative function where they're documenting your performance reviews and mm-hmm. processing your disability claims and helping you navigate and enroll in insurance. They mm-hmm. are becoming strategic business partners. Mm-hmm. So they're more so on that strategic team. And companies are hiring more consultants. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it is something that companies are outsourcing more. And so in that way, human resource professionals need to know more than just about benefits administration and hiring and recruiting Mm -hmm. and those like core pieces Mm -hmm. they're now having to expand their thinking and think strategically about business on a larger scale Hmm. and how human resources fits into that Mm -hmm. um and so i think that's a trend now in the hr space executives are looking to hr to help set the strategy and the vision and the mission for the company and that wasn't always the case in the past and so Huh. So, were there ever any like books on it? Like, not like textbooks. I'm sure there are many of those. Um, but like, uh, like books in Barnes and Noble that deal with like HR. And have you picked any of them up? If you have, what's your favorite? You know, I love Barnes and Noble. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I, I'm, I can't say that I'm like reading HR books, right? right. Like textbook, sure. Yeah. Studied when I went to Villanova, mm-hmm. listening to podcasts, going to the the society events, those mm-hmm. types of things, uh, speaking with people who are smarter than me. Like that right. tends to be how I'm learning yeah. those things because HR is constantly evolving. Okay. So I don't know that books are the way that you're going to learn those things be- because, again, it's constantly evolving. Yeah. Law is constantly changing. Right, which impacts policy, which mm-hmm. impacts procedure, which impacts how we're running our businesses, mm-hmm. and so it changes so quickly. Um, yeah, for example, like outdated. the Affordable Care Act had a mm-hmm. huge impact on human resources and insurance, yeah. and um, you know every 
couple of years they're changing the federal minimum wage and mm-hmm. state laws are changing and so mm-hmm. it evolves so quickly mm-hmm. that by the time the person even sat down writes to write the, the book, book yeah it's, it's like, become out it's sort of te- like tech yeah. like you're not gonna go to barnes and noble and get a book on like the cell phones the, yeah like, <laughs> uh, like like iphone 5 right, right? <laughs> because by the time you get that book it's out of date yeah. and so i feel like human resources is a bit like that okay. it changes so quickly mm-hmm. with our changing world yeah mm-hmm. i mean even technology has an impact on human resources yeah right mm-hmm. um culture and so yeah, I think I think no. Okay. In short, yeah. I don't. I, I don't go to to Barnes and Noble and like read God, the like, HR book. Yeah, I go there and read like psych and neuroscience books because I have a, cool. a, a side interest in that. Well, I mean, I I can only imagine that that helps with even connecting with people on a certain level and yeah, you know, all those negotiating things and all that stuff. Exactly. So, yeah, they're related. Sense. Why yeah. do humans do what they do? Exactly. And okay. what motivates them? What was the last most interesting thing that you heard? Like even at like, at like the HR TEDx. Yeah. So I loved the talk. There was a piece. Um, I'd have to look up the name of the speaker. Uh, Somebody will Google yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> they were talking about um, hiring people with disabilities and just okay. the statistics surrounding that Mm. and they were out of control like Mm -hmm. i'm gonna get these stats wrong because i didn't give the talk but (laughs) i mean it was something like uh like the retention rate for for employees with a disability say someone with a handicap Mm -hmm. um who's perfectly able to sit maybe they're in a wheelchair and they're perfectly able to sit at that desk and do the computer job right like um that they're like 95% 95% more likely to stay committed to the to the company over time but wow. that like only 20% of the disabled population in the United States is has full-time employment right now. And so wow. it was like this talk about if we look at the statistics everyone <laughs> should be strategically hiring people who mm-hmm. perhaps need a small accommodation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even the statistics around that being like the average company spends on average $50 per year to accommodate someone with a disability. Wow. Like it's that's so, it? it's such a small, low cost. And, that was, I and then like... with the employee loyalty and retention that's yeah. involved, it just pays for itself trifold. Mm-hmm. And so there's just a challenge there to say, hey, when we're looking at diversity and inclusion, also see... like a huge population that's being overlooked right now mm-hmm. uh are people who perhaps need some kind of accommodation or mm-hmm. have uh a disability wow. and so how can we tap into that very competent part of the workforce mm-hmm. and um bring mm. those people into the fold and make them uh a, a part of the, the mm-hmm. family the company wow. help them feel included yeah so that was a challenge for me mm-hmm. hmm. personally that's interesting. And I feel like that would be the first thing that execs would say about like hiring more uh, like handicapable people. It's yes. just like, yeah. oh, it'd be such a cost to add the ramps and add the, I don't know, the extra stalls, even though half of, I feel like most people already have certain things in place like that. Yeah. Um, but I could definitely see that being like a uh, cost too much, like yes. that being the conversation and like the pushback. And it's like, 
no, just like 50 bucks yes. for the year. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, like the way that it pans out, it's yeah. just a, such a small cost. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, just strategies surrounding that. Mm-hmm. Um, and my apologies in advance about if I've if I've used the inappropriate language when it comes to yeah it's 2020 you better I know study that I better HR. study that <laughs> I know I'm learning I I'm yeah gotta be better um speaking of what about permanent change what what how do you view permanent change especially entering into like this new space of being in HR. Permanent change. I'm not sure I know what you're getting at or what you mean by that. The legit, the fact that everything is always changing, like kind of to your point of like HR is always changing. How does that affect, how do you feel like that will affect you and your business? Ah, yeah. I mean, I love it Mm -hmm. because I hate being bored. Okay. And (laughs) so this for me is exciting. Mm -hmm. I like that things are always changing. Mm -hmm. I like that. I'm going to need to have to stay ahead of the curve in order mm. for my business to stay relevant, particularly in that corporate space. Right. Um, and I find that really exciting. Mm-hmm. Do you find that, um, I guess, even when you first started in the actual corporate job till now, has there been changes in the way you advise people for, or if you did, um, you advise people for, I was going to say audition, sorry. Oh, like interviews. Interviews, there it is. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What I will say is that, yes, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm thinking about a specific example, right? So setting and and the culture and the Mm -hmm. place that you're in can have a big influence so Mm -hmm. i was just talking to a client last week who happens to be in the air force okay and air force culture is very different Mm -hmm. than let's call it civilian culture right right there's a completely different set of politics happening Mm -hmm. there Mm -hmm. and so this person was trying to navigate Mm -hmm. a potential promotion and they were asking for advice and so that took me some thought Mm -hmm. and i had to call a few people and make sure that (laughs) i understood the politics of that situation in that environment Mm -hmm. so that i could advise appropriately Mm -hmm. um and so I, I think that's a circuitous answer to your mm-hmm. question. Yeah. But yeah, I'm always having to, to learn and grow. Mm-hmm. And that ch- any of those changes, either yeah. in culture or environment, I was about impact. to ask, yeah. With the, the upcoming, not upcoming, we're here. Um, <laughs> with the change in culture being as rapid as it has been over like yeah. the past year between whether it's um, pronouns, or even yeah. like the whole like Me Too movement and all mm-hmm. that stuff and how widespread that has touched, you know, so many industries. Yeah. Um, do you think that it will be easier for you because of these movements and because of these changing times that it's like, oh, yes, this is HR, just like, don't be stupid. Because <laughs> I feel like that's... That's kind of what it boils down to every time somebody like in my in my mind talks about HR. It's like, oh, that sounds like a stupid thing you did. Why did you do? 
<laughs> but that also goes to the point of um, whenever somebody gets called into HR, they feel like it's for like a bad reason. Mm-hmm. So I think that's very interesting. How do you feel about these changing times with that and like how that plays with HR? Yeah. I'm trying to, there were so many thoughts that came to me just then. I'm trying to zero in on the one that I want to talk about. I don't know that I see it as a challenge. Again, it like, it's exciting for me that mm-hmm. those advances are being made mm-hmm. in my mind slower than they should be should be mm-hmm. right like mm-hmm. this, I'm like we're still 20 years behind the times yeah um, and so being able to be any portion of like advancing those initiatives yeah. is again really exciting for me mm-hmm. um and super rewarding right I had um someone come to me at one point and say hey there's a security guard in my office who makes me feel really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And um, they, I feel like there's been some lines that have been crossed, right? Like mm-hmm. they cornered me. They uh, showed me inappropriate pictures of themselves. Mm-hmm. They X, Y, Z, right? And so I was able to help them navigate that situation mm-hmm. in a way that ended up in that security guard being uh, reassigned right. to another space <laughs> yeah. so that person can feel safe going to work every day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's incredibly rewarding mm-hmm. that I was able to utilize the power and authority that I have in my position mm-hmm. to help impact them so that they could feel safe and happy. And yeah. again, like for me, that's changing mm-hmm. the tide and the narrative. Mm-hmm. Human resources should be a place that you can go and get the resource you need to feel safe, safe. and not just a place that... <laughs> Um, is punitive mm-hmm. and like you're scared. Depressing. And... Yeah, and you're depressing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I guess I'm I'm excited to be some small piece of being a proponent of of those mm-hmm. of change culture shifts. <laughs> yes, that's really cool. Um, how have you persevered over the past? I'll say two years. Because you said it took you two years to like think of this and all that. How, how have you persevered through? What was the hardest thing to persevere through? Hmm. For me, it was definitely internal. Mm-hmm. Um, I had this scarcity mindset for mm. a long time mm-hmm. that prevented me from taking this leap sooner. How so? Just this belief that, or a fear, I guess, a mm-hmm. fear that if I leave this place that clearly there's enough for me, I make more money than I need. I have all of these benefits. There's good people here. Like this is a good, it looks good on a resume career. Mm. Right. And if like, if I leave here, what if I don't have enough? What if there's not enough money? What if there's Mm -hmm. not enough clients? Mm -hmm. What if there's not enough success? Mm -hmm. And I was just so, it just was this scarcity mindset that like, there's not going to be enough. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until I was able to overcome that mm-hmm. and really shift my belief into no, no, there, there is enough. There's mm-hmm. enough for everyone yeah. in the world. Yeah. There's like, <laughs> there's, a, there's endless opportunity out there, mm-hmm. and um, that I was able to really take the leap. Mm-hmm. So I had to have a change of internal belief mm-hmm. in thinking, even if I failed at this. Mm-hmm 
that it was going to be okay. Yeah. Right? Like, what's the worst that can happen? Mm -hmm. I drain my savings. Maybe (laughs) I foreclose on my house. Like what? I like go crawling back to my parents' house in Minnesota in their basement as a thirty-one-year-old. Uh, you know, like, but like at the end of the day, like I wasn't gonna be dead, right? Yeah. Like I uh-huh. wasn't gonna. I was still gonna be living and breathing. Yeah. And I believed that I could come come back from that, yeah. and so I I don't know. I just yeah, it was a scarcity mindset for me. It was that 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 piece that was fear, I mm-hmm. guess. What helped you make that switch of thought, change of thought? Mm, Yeah, for me, it was personal. I was at my church, Mm -hmm. and the pastor closed the service by saying, remember that today is a gift. This Mm -hmm. is the only chance you're going to get to, like, live today and have Mm -hmm. this gift. Mm -hmm. And I just had this shift, like a, a... switch flipped Mm -hmm. in my in my mind like how many more days am i gonna throw away like Mm. how many more days am i gonna sacrifice to this like scarcity mindset and fear that i'm letting control Mm -hmm. me like no i'm not doing this anymore i only get to live life once (laughs) and then monday she walked into the office (laughs) today is a gift and i want to make the most of it like i only get today once Mm -hmm. and i'm i'm just not gonna live in fear anymore i'm not doing this like i'm not wasting my life Mm -hmm. living in fear i'm gonna take a leap of faith and and try the thing i want to try yeah and so that for me was the magic moment that's awesome yeah that's really cool um and how are you being proactive in your business? Yes. And how important is that? <laughs> so important if you want to make money. <laughs> if, you, if you don't. If you just want to be helpful and give your services away for free, not important. Yeah. If you do want to be important, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Again, for me, because I'm in HR mm-hmm. and in this space where I'm relying heavily on word of mouth and referrals, mm-hmm. networking is huge for me. Yeah. And so I spend a lot of time networking, mm-hmm. and uh, whether that's through attendance at networking events that are applicable to mm-hmm. human resource management, mm-hmm. whether that's like proactively asking my friends or having conversations, mm-hmm. like, hey. Where do you work, and how's the how's the HR situation there? Um, Just go fishing. Like. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, really, if people don't know that you have an ability to assist them, right? Exactly. Um, but yeah, so huge, 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 huge parts of it are just networking um, and making like making connections as simple as like LinkedIn, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm connecting with people and letting them know that I'm here and mm-hmm. I have expertise that I can offer you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, absolutely, you have to be mm-hmm. proactive if you want to eat. <laughs> <laughs> Only that. If you don't want to eat, if you're on a diet, you're you're, you're pretty good. Yeah, that's cool. Um, what are some things that you would tell other entrepreneurs mm. who are maybe just floundering about, or they don't even know like their next steps? I feel like you know what your next steps are and mm-hmm. like what you have to do. How would you tell them to prioritize their next steps? Yeah, I mean, like, I definitely wouldn't advise people to do it the same way I did. <laughs> right? Like the the 
teacher in me, mm-hmm. the planner in me is like, where's your business plan? I want to see your business plan. Yeah. Otherwise, what are you doing? Right. Right. So I wouldn't necessarily <laughs> advise people to follow the same path that I did. Mm-hmm. There are strategic ways to go about doing these things <laughs> that like I studied in college and should have right. probably followed. Um, I'm going to go with the fact that I internalized that knowledge. Mm. And so it was, it was written on the inside. Of course. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, no, not enough. <laughs> Yeah, Josh circles up six months later. Sarah's business has failed out <laughs> without a business plan. Uh, I advise the advanced planning for sure. Do what I say, not what I did. Right, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> um, what do you look for in a client? That they're breathing or? <laughs> um, yeah, so obviously I have clients I feel really passionately about working with Mm. in my career coaching space I really love to work with um, college students people who are preparing for that initial career Mm -hmm. Um, just because it's really fun and rewarding to help them get that first job out of college Mm -hmm. and to help them negotiate a salary they feel great about Mm -hmm. like those interactions are really fun for me Um, I also really love working with like women who are re-entering the workforce after perhaps leaving for a time. Okay. Like maybe they had some kids. Mm-hmm. And now I think they they just feel so overwhelmed mm-hmm. at like, I don't know where my resume is. I haven't seen it in 10 <laughs> years. And I don't know how to piece it back together. And like that can feel so overwhelming. Even yeah. that simple fact of like piecing that work history together feels mm-hmm. so overwhelming for them. And I'm like, I, I know how to do that quickly. We can mm-hmm. do this in 30 minutes. Yeah. Like, um... So I guess if I'm talking about like a target client and who I like to work with, those are really fun, but I'm so open. Like, are you a human who has a need that I am qualified (laughs) to help you solve? Mm -hmm. Uh, Certainly in the career coaching space. Yeah. uh, That. Mm -hmm. Um, That pretty much sums that up. (laughs) Yeah. And then I think with my corporate clients, I'm looking for some alignment of values. Mm. Yeah. if, if we've got different values uh, and different approaches to business, mm-hmm. then like I may not be the most helpful consultant for you. Right. Right. Because either I'm going to feel like I'm uh, maybe compromising who I am or what I stand for in order to assist you. Mm-hmm. Uh, or we're going to have a lot of conf- unnecessary conflict. Right. Right. So if you're not, for example, prioritizing diversity and inclusion. Mm -hmm. And that's something I feel really passionately about. Mm -hmm. And you want to structure a program for hiring, but you don't want to take into consideration (laughs) that diversity piece. Yeah. Then like, perhaps I'm not the best consultant (laughs) for you. Right? So in that way, like from a corporate setting, I'm looking for clients who share Mm -hmm. some values, not all, but Mm -hmm. there has to be an amount of alignment there. Yeah. Or else... Maybe there's a better consultant for you. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay with We're saying... turning that down. Yeah. yeah right. That's really Because cool. I, I have to... I have to sleep with me at the end of the night. Like, I <laughs> That's have to, true. I have to lay my head on the pillow yeah. and say, I, I liked who I was today. Yeah. That's very true. <laughs> yeah. Um, how did you like your tea? Glorious. I'm so happy you had Earl Grey. It's my favorite. That's really cool. Um, Earl Grey has been really good. I also like English breakfast. 
Yeah. By the way, um, it's a close second for me. I'm a black tea kind of gal. Same, same. Um, I actually thoroughly enjoyed the blueberry. Yeah. I was very surprised at how much I liked it. As, as a matter of fact. Um, <laughs> that being said, uh, <laughs> we've come to the point where it's uh, called reading the tea leaves. Ah. Yeah. Um, it, pretty much. Um, we want to hear where do you see your business and I will say the scope of HR where do you see that going in the next six months to a year hmm. are you going to have that business plan let's hope <laughs> circle back right yes yeah I think for me I'm obviously still in the process of building mm-hmm. and I would love to have my business in a place that's a little bit more sustainable mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and also where I'm able to to resource people. So creating some resources mm-hmm. that are available on my mm-hmm. website, like a resume template and some tips mm-hmm. for interviews mm-hmm. and those types of pieces that I just don't have right now, right? Mm-hmm. Tutorials or uh, a video that okay. that gives you some more advice or um, some of that, those pieces mm-hmm. that right now it's very much one-on-one conversations to discussing my clients' needs and helping them craft uh, very unique solutions mm-hmm. based on their needs. And I don't foresee that going away, but being able to sort of more broadly speak to mm-hmm. the space and providing mm-hmm. some larger resources would be fun for me. Very cool. Yeah. Cool. Um, where do you see HR going? I think a lot of that in the next six months will be determined by the presidential <laughs> election and the shifts or uh, not thereof uh-huh. of power. Yeah. Uh-huh. So TBD. <laughs> Hard to say. Uh-huh. Um, so much shifts with the yeah the changing mm-hmm. uh, changing of laws the and <laughs> pa- who's in power yeah. and so we'll we'll see. Do you think that there is a competent HR person in the White House right now? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Hardball, let's go. Hot seat. I do not know. Mm -hmm. I I don't think that that's a thing, really. Mm. I don't know that that, HR person is... I feel like if there's... The way that our government is structured, there's supposed to be this checks and balances system, (laughs) and that's the way that some of that's sort of managed and supposed to be happening. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I feel like if there is, if there's definitely any place I should have HR, it would be like yeah. And they, I mean, they do like certainly there's yeah. I'm sure there's somebody there. Yeah. I just don't know that they have perhaps the power to to be like, hey, Mister Congressman, you can't do that. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like mm-hmm. I'm not sure that. The system isn't in part broken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's real. Hmm. Okay. 
Well, thank you for this time. Yeah, this thank you amazing. for inviting me. This has been <laughs> so fun. Yeah. And you had my favorite tea, so. I do what I can. As long as you have Earl Grey. Yes, I do my research on my people. Oh, <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> um, no, but this has been awesome. Uh, where can the people hope to find you, if not now, in the very near future? Yeah, so I know you've got me on your Instagrams, and so mm-hmm. they can certainly follow me there. Okay. And uh, LinkedIn, I'm on LinkedIn, Sarah Spiegel, S-P-E-G-A-L, and would love to connect there. Mm-hmm. And soonly, I will have a website. Soonly? Which <laughs> <laughs> makes up words. <laughs> TBD. Right. <laughs> uh, maybe you can edit your Instagram post later. There it is. And add my website. That'll be cool. And yes, and certainly I'll be promoting it on my LinkedIn yeah. once it's up. So <laughs> cool, cool, that. awesome. Well, thank you so much. This has been great. Um, you guys, hope you've enjoyed your cup of tea. We as we have enjoyed ours. Yes. Um, we will catch you guys on the next one. Peace. <laughs>